everybody welcome back to we are the batman i'm mike and this is matthew uh t- this is this is a sad week matt for for a couple different reasons really uh yes we have to we have to talk about sad things and we have to talk about things that make us sad and there is a difference um the thing that makes us sad we'll get to in a little bit uh first and foremost uh we have to talk about a sad thing and that is the passing of the great arlene sorkin uh who who had a, a just absolutely catapulting career whether it was you know her over 400 episodes on days of our lives or whether it was the i don't even know how many times she was the voice of harley quinn <laughs> in uh in the dc animated uh, uh properties uh and and one of the in the video games as well so Arlene Sorkin has unfortunately passed away. Uh, she passed away at the age of 67. Uh, and, and I know we've had this question uh, back and forth a few times, but uh, 67 feels a little soon. Uh, yes. Something to go. But uh, apparently she uh, had been battling with multiple sclerosis, which if you don't know, multiple sclerosis is uh, is awful. It is, a, it is a truly awful, awful thing. And uh you know, obviously your, your heart, your heart breaks for her and for her family and everyone who knew her. This was something that was uh, getting rumored uh, on the Internet in the early in the in the wee hours of the 24th uh, pretty heavily. And we we sat on it for a bit because this is one of the we did the same thing when Kevin Conroy died, which was rumor started circulating early in the morning. And we waited uh, for a few hours until we got some either official release from the family or direct sort, you know, so with Arlene Sorkin, when it, when it came to people like James Gunn and Mark Hamill, uh, uh, tweeting about it, it became like, yeah, this is probably pretty legit. Um, yeah. Um, especially for, especially Mark Hamill who, who worked with Arlene, uh, on Batman, the animated series. So, uh, absolutely just, just heartbreaking. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I mentioned the two biggest things to, you know, that she's probably known the most for, but Arlene Sorkin, I mean, just what a, what a career, what a life, what a life she got to live and, and what a contribution she made to, I mean, really, she is the original Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn didn't exist before, uh, Arlene. And to, to the extreme because Paul Dini, is it Paul Dini or Bruce Tim? It was Paul Dini. He, it, she is literally based on Arlene. Yeah. There was like a character she played that was her. And I remember the funny thing was, is like, I, I didn't know what she looked like. And this is kind of a weird thing as I remember going, Oh, she's an Oscar. Who did she play in Oscar? Mm-hmm. The movie with Sylvester Stallone. And we went and like, looked. it was like, Oh, Okay. And she's doing the Harley Quinn voice as this character. She's only in the movie for like 30 minutes. I mean, for like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Yeah. And then we just watched Oscar because I stupidly like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah. They, they based uh, what it is, is, is Arlene Sorkin. Uh, there's a, there was an episode of days of our lives where she was in a dream sequence and she played just some kind of kooky clown, I guess. Yeah. And that's what the original uh, inspiration for the character was. But the thing is, Harley Quinn wasn't supposed to be a lasting character. It was meant to be just like a wa- the equivalent of a walk on, but in an animated show. Yeah. I don't even think she had a name. I think she was just I think I think uh, I remember like Arlene saying like when she read the script, it was just 
like female Joker thug or something like that. Yeah. Um, she really made it into a character. Yeah, it, it I, I've read that as well. And then, you know, you do that whole like, hey, everybody likes her. Let's let's bring her back for one or two more, or eight more. And then, I mean, she plays that character for t- nearly 15, 20 years. She voices Harley Quinn. She is the voice of Harley Quinn in almost every iteration until Batman Arkham City, the video game. Because she plays, she voices Harley Quinn in Arkham Asylum, the first game. Yeah. Um, Tara Strong takes over for uh, Arkham City. And of course, Tara Strong's voice work for for harley quinn has has been uh absolutely legendary um but but yeah what uh what arlene sorkin did uh with that pat i mean that pastiche i mean now anytime we hear a harley quinn voice hers is the one we judge it against whether it was um melissa roush who did it in one of the animated movies whether it's margot robbie uh you know, whether it's Kaylee Cuoco, uh, it's anytime there's a portrayal of, of Harley Quinn, much like we immediately think to what Kevin Conroy brought to Batman. We, we do the same thing with Arlene Sorkin to, to Harley Quinn, because while Kevin Conroy was kind of the definitive voice of Batman, Arlene was the original. <laughs> she was yep. the first. Um, and it, it, that, that speaks to nothing. If not, not only her legacy, but also just it reaffirms the legacy and the importance of that show as well. And she is such a huge part of why that show was so influential with what she did with Harley Quinn. Yeah. And it's always nice when someone brings that much to it, that it just kind of defines the character beyond just being the first person, but, and then even like playing the older version of her and return of the Joker oh, and yeah. beyond movie. And, going on the justice league so yeah it's and you know it's always weird too for me like i'm not young but i'm not old but i'm like that's only 17 years from now for me that's 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 kind of painful you know it's 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 just we, we we've talked about it before it's like what is what is that that age that someone can get to when you stop saying too young and start saying they lived a good life i'll say this for arlene man she's gone too soon but she still lived a hell of a life i mean i mean absolutely uh, in, incredible especially you know when, when you she was married to her husband since 1995 christopher lloyd not not that christopher lloyd not the actor uh, I, have to, I have to tell myself that all the time uh not not, not the actor um but uh, but married since 1995 which is which is incredible that's uh, help me with the math here 38 28 38 years 28 years who 95 to 2023 no man trying to make me i know but it's still come on that's 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 30 30 30 30 30. 28 okay good night i know i know (laughs) um you asked me a math question and my mind just went numb i was like wait math (laughs) no it's 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 just it's excellent and in it's excellent to look at the career she had, whether it was, like I said, you know, I, I obviously didn't grow up watching days of our lives in any capacity, but I know my grandma did. Um, but Harley Quinn will always be the thing she, she was to me. And it's always the thing I'm going to remember her so much for, even, even though she wasn't in, she didn't play uh mask of the fan in facets. She didn't play Harley Quinn, but she did uh, was the voice of one of the girls in mask of the phantasm. So she even still got to be a part of, 
you know, what is one of the defining Batman movies. So even though she wasn't her, her, her trademark character, she still got to be a part of it. She really is a part of all things to do uh, just in nerdom and, and with, with that movie and with that world, the bat that Batman lived in. And, you know, it's just it's it's the definitiveness of of her portrayal of Harley Quinn, because like there is there are some people who have been the first to do something, but weren't necessarily the best. You know, I, I, I know everyone likes to say Sean Connery was the best James Bond, but like I, he was the first. OK, Timothy Dalton was was the best James Bond, and I will I will die on that hill. Uh, but, but just because someone's the old the first doesn't mean they're the best. I think uh, our hills are going to bump because mine's Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's great too. Sean Connery was fine. He just he was just the first. But even like like when you look at like Batman actors, I mean, yeah. you go back now. Did they work for what they were doing? Were going for sure, but just because they were the first doesn't mean they were the best. Did they though? And, no. <laughs> like Adam West understood the assignment. Yes, uh, he did. But Arlene Sorkin has really it's it's amazing to think that in our lifetime, Matt. You and I have both lived in a world where there both was and was not a Harley Quinn. Yeah. And to have seen a character, what the, we have gotten to, you and I have gotten to watch the rise of Harley Quinn together um, in our lifetimes going from, yes, Joker's sidekick slash abusive love interest, uh, abused love interest, I should say, to headlining her own smash hit animated series on max been the the lead in three major dc motion pictures um and is and is touted as being one of the thing one of the things even when people hated the suicide hated the first suicide squad movie they loved her as harley quinn so this is a character that has grown so far beyond what it started out as and none of that happens without arlene that is correct. I concur. So, so obviously, you know, rest in peace, Arlene Sorkin. What a shame. Uh, and, and obviously all the love in the world to her family and friends and everyone that knew her who are missing her right now. And, um, you know, we'll never, we'll never see another one quite like her. And, uh, but her, her, her legacy is as eternal as the character she created. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, today, you know, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, we we moved some stuff around because of uh, how Blue Beetle's release was uh, gonna gonna push us. So we're doing our one week late monthly Batman breakdown, where we break down uh, the next live action Batman movie in release order. <sighs> <laughs> Batman and Robin. Look, we knew when we committed to this that this was going to happen. We knew yeah. it was going to happen, but we also know that this is the hurdle to get over because it's honestly, whether or not you like what the stuff that we do next, it's all uphill from here. It doesn't get this bad again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it continues. Uh, no. <laughs> Everything after this is better than what we're about to talk yes. about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Regardless of how you feel about the movies themselves, they're better than this. We are talking about uh, 1997's Batman and Robin. This movie sucks, dude. This movie. Oh my god! This is gonna be a short. It's gonna be a short breakdown, guys. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Look, 
full disclosure i made every effort to watch this again um before this because like like i tend to do i i simply just personal life uh, things have been what they are lately and i did not have the time uh so uh, today prior to recording uh, i did watch a but as many clips as i could find on youtube while i was at work because that's what i get paid to do sorry boss um <laughs> it's to watch youtube clips while i tweet uh it's i love my job but uh and i can say just just based on the clips that i watched yeah, it still sucks. I I really like it wasn't like when when I went back and rewatched Batman Forever. I remember texting you and being like, "This is better than I remember." It's still not awesome, but this yeah. is better than I remember. There's things where you go like, "Hey, yeah, cool." Yeah, and then, again, yeah. that opening ten minutes, Mwah, good stuff. Yeah. But but this movie, there's no redemption for this movie. Every 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 choice they made about this movie was the wrong choice every it, choice yeah. it, it's it's astonishing how many <laughs> wrong decisions they made in this movie wow 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 yes i think it's one of those i think i said this i don't, I don't know if i said this on the podcast i think i've told you as i remember when i had to rewatch this or i had to watch this for uh fanboy junction and i showed my son who was like eight at the time mm-hmm. we started watching it and, like it's not, they haven't even got out of the bat cave yet. And he's like, this is stupid. And he walks out of the yeah. room. <laughs> cause it's not like me. Cause, cause 1997, I'm eight when this comes out. Yeah. Like I'm eight years old when this comes out. And at the time I thought it was awesome because I was eight years old and had Batman in it. But also unlike your son, I didn't grow up in a world full of awesome comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. Your son has grown up in a world where he gets to see what comic book movies can be and yeah. should be this ain't it this is this is how fortunate my son is we watched infinity war okay freaks out when spider-man dies as we all did goes to his room changes pajamas comes back in spider-man pajamas and i go dude you can't wear those spider-man's dead and he's like he exists in a cartoon and just goes and sits down yeah yeah (laughs) just like yeah like there's still four other current versions of Spider-Man running right now that he yeah. watches. So it didn't matter to him. <laughs> exactly. And, and you want to talk about stuff being dead. This movie about killed the Batman franchise altogether. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I think, cause even, even Batman forever, I know it, it turned a profit. Uh, Batman and Robin, I think if I'm doing Does the math not. correctly, it breaks even. Yeah. So essentially, from from research I've done in the past, each one of the first three Batman movies is better than the previous financially. Yes. And because, that's, because Batman and Robin was was riding the hype of Batman or probably Batman Returns was riding the hype of Batman. And while Batman Returns isn't my preferred Batman movie, it was still wildly popular. It was still a hot franchise. And that's what helped coast Batman forever. Plus Val Kilmer. Yeah. And Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, yeah, you have Jim Carrey. It, it makes a lot of money. And this is where the downside of that is, is now what they think is, well, let's just fill it with stars and we'll mm-hmm. get the money. So you get Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's big at the time. You get Alicia Silverstone, who is riding high from Clueless and some mm-hmm. of the other things she's done. And they just stick them in these movies where they should not be because they're trying to make that money. And then... Well, Go ahead. And, no, and then on top of that, because of what they 
you know, look, Joel Schumacher understood the assignment with Batman Forever. They said, hey, you got to pull this back, make it more family friendly. We can't have a super dark movie. And he does that thing. And it's like on this one, they're like, okay, you did really well. Push it farther. And it's like the whole thing of this is just, it's just a gigantic toy commercial. And it just is horrible. Well, here's here's what's here's what's really interesting about this. This is not the first time we've this is not the first time I think yeah, it's not the first time we've seen it seen WB do this at this point in time. And it won't be the last time we see them do this with their DC properties either cuz think about it. They do 89's Batman with Tim Burton and they let Tim Burton have just put put just enough of the Tim Burton Tim Burtonness into Batman. And yeah. it's a huge hit. And so they're like, you know what, Tim? You're off leash. Do your thing. Go full yeah. Burton. Tim goes full Burton. We get Batman Returns. Eh. Friggin' Schumacher. Schumacher, all right, we're gonna give you 90%. We're gonna we're gonna pull the reins 10%. And he makes Batman Batman forever. And it's 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 a moderate hit. All right, we're gonna let you go full Schumacher on Batman and Robin. We get Batman and Robin. Yeah, we see this happen again with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman too. Where with with Wonder Woman, they were like, okay, we're 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 keeping a little bit of the pull here, but make a go. And she makes a, a, a wildly successful Wonder Woman movie. So for 1984, they just didn't tell her no. They let her just do whatever the hell she wanted. Yeah, and we got Wonder Woman 1984. So it's it's kind of a running thing with Warner Brothers and suit combat movies in general, which is. Like, like still like, don't like I'm all for letting directors have, have their, their sandbox to play in, but occasionally you have to tell them no, because when you just let them do every idea they have, you get Batman and Robin. (laughs) Well, and I think too, and he talks about it as well as they're definitely pushing because I I feel like this is that whole situation where like, here's the actors you're going to use. Find oh, a place sure. for them. And you're like, I uh, guess. Well, even even that, that's yeah. how we get George Clooney as Batman. Yeah. He's a he is a megastar coming off of ER. He is he because because and even as as much as this movie wasn't a huge hit, George Clooney's career skyrockets after this. Correct. Yeah. He he has like one more kind of man movie in Dust Till Dawn. I can't yeah. remember if he did that before or after this. Uh, I think it's before. I think I'll check. Before this. But I think like he's one of those weird things where like five years after this, he would have been perfect. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this, and th- and this is one of those things where this is one of the few things, nice things I'm going to say about this movie. George Clooney is a terrible Batman. George Clooney is a terrible Bruce Wayne. George Clooney is an excellent playboy facade of Bruce Wayne. Yes. When when you remember that there are three faces to Batman, there's Batman, there's Bruce Wayne at his core, and then there's the Playboy facade that he puts on for the public. That side of Bruce Wayne, George Clooney nails. George Clooney is perfect for that. That's yeah. that that stuff is why you pick George Clooney. Unfortunately, you need the other two or else it doesn't work. <laughs> Correct. And I, and, and some of that too, is like, you also have, it's so obvious. Like, I think they do a pretty good job and most of the other ones of 
is it Michael Keaton at this point or is it a stunt guy? Is it Val Kilmer at this point or is it a stunt guy? It is painfully obvious when it is and it is not Clooney in that suit. Especially because they don't have, after after Batman Forever, which is a action heavy, it's an action forward Batman movie. Yeah. Batman and Robin is not. Batman yeah. and Robin is a comedy forward Batman movie. The stunts yeah. get relegated to mostly to alicia silverstone and chris o'donnell and to the c and to the really poorly cgi vehicles yeah Yeah. like it's they make sure because they know that george clooney's not going to be able to do action they don't put batman in scenarios where he has to do a lot of action i mean for crying out loud he in the first opening sequence of the movie he's either on ice skates or frozen against a wall he he actually, his part. leg, if memory serves, his leg's broken through most of this production. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it? Yeah, he like breaks his leg playing basketball with his co-stars from ER. So it's like part of this movie, he's he's dealing with a broken leg. No. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Oh my God, you halt production. You don't shoot around that. You halt production. You don't have time, bro. You don't have time. Oh, the hell swing. you don't. It's 1997. What the hell else is coming out? Batman it's, not and Robin. Like, it's not like nowadays where everyone's got a like. Yeah. Like You've got a franchise. A, yeah. Like there was, there wasn't, there wasn't another Superman movie coming out anytime soon. There's no other superhero movies coming out. It, like, like, like X Men's not coming out. Spider Man's not coming out. There's nothing else coming out. You wait, you wait to film Batman and Robin until your Batman is healed, or you just stick a stuntman in there all the time and it doesn't just, matter. Or just, or here's the thing: just shoot everything else. I mean, they probably <laughs> did, but yeah, it's this like this movie is. St- like it's insane how bad this movie is. Cause I remember when I saw the trailer and George Clooney as Batman, I was like, no, because I've, I, I, this is what made me so mad when I finally did watch it. George Clooney had this really bad habit of turning his head all the time when he tried to act. And you can see him trying to tilt his head, but the cowl won't it's, let him. It's it's some it's something that American Dad dedicated an entire episode to roasting <laughs> him about. There is literally an entire. It's one of my favorite episodes of American Dad, where the entire episode is that uh, Francine Stan's wife had been an aspiring actress. This is what we're filling the episode with today, guys, because there's nothing else to really say about this movie. Um, Has been an aspiring actress, got her part stolen by a young George Clooney who developed this weird head tilting acting move. And then she says, and that's all he's done his entire flipping career. And it literally like shows, and it's all animated, but all these animated yeah. scenes of him acting and doing the same head tilt. And you, and it's, it's, it's true because he does do that. And you can tell he's trying to do it in this movie. It's so obvious. Yeah. And it's bad. It's real bad. And it's, it's just, yeah. The, I feel bad for Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> That's ultimately I what I feel bad for. I feel he, bad for Michael Goff. He, <laughs> like, Chris O'Donnell he, looks cool in that, that, that Nightwing-esque Robin suit. I, I really feel like Chris O'Donnell with the right script could have been a good Robin or Nightwing. I really yeah. do. I like Chris. Like, I know nobody watches NCIS. I don't know how the hell it's still on the air. If you've never seen him in NCIS Los Angeles, he's he's pretty good. And if you've never seen him in anything else he's done, he's pretty good. Yeah. And honestly, 
he is doing the best he can with what he is given. The way Dick Grayson is written in this movie is it wow because I, I remember in batman forever we're like why is he taking on this kid as a ward he seems like he's a grown-ass adult i don't i don't get it well man in this movie he's like a nine-year-old yeah he's like a spoiled nine-year-old in this movie yeah, it's it's like the vehicles are bad the costumes are bad the casting is bad it's like I, I, yeah. It's the worst Batmobile. It's the worst Batmobile ever. Yeah. The motorcycle's cool, right? I I was about to say the one thing, (laughs) the second thing I'm going to give this movie, Robin's Redbird motorcycle slaps. I had, that was one of my favorite toys that I had as a kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, to this day, am still trying to, because I have for my, for my Batman display I've got out in the living room. I am still to this day trying to track one down somewhere online that doesn't cost like five hundred dollars i'm trying to find one that someone has that uh you're giving me a look like you might have one and we're going to talk after the show's over inbox or out of box i'd prefer in out is not a deal breaker because i'm just saying like i'm one of those guys i have the time to find things so i I know i know you do and here's but here's (laughs) it's one of those it's one of those like this toy is so old and also like not popular that I'm not going to hold out hope that I'll find one still in box because I know that's a long shot. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's the worst Batmobile. Um, it's and, and whatever that fucking airboat thing he's driving, <laughs> it, whatever the fuck that thing was. Um, you had Robin on some weird ski thing. Uh, and yet, for some reason, Batgirl is on a motorcycle because a eh, motorcycle will be OK on ice, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Why not? That makes total um, sense. It's so bad. Uh, Mr. Freeze's van thing was weird. Uh, yeah, they surf on doors at one point. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, just just every choice in this movie is the wrong choice. Every decision is the wrong decision. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it is yeah. just gleefully and amazingly horrible and i remember like i watched it i I think i've told this story before but i'm gonna tell it again is like it took me four days to watch this movie because i would get there and i'd be like this is just making me mad again and i would have to pause it and then i would wait and then i would go back to it and i would watch it for a little while and then i get mad again and i would pause it and it took me four days on vhs to watch this movie because it was just so freaking stupid yeah it's it's just it's it's bad (laughs) it's really bad it's now okay i we haven't mentioned one character in particular yet go ahead we 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 haven't talked about bane (laughs) oh i thought we were gonna go to poison ivy no no we've we've mentioned poison ivy we've mentioned mr freeze we have not mentioned bane yet We, we haven't talked about them in depth but we haven't even mentioned bane because yeah. I remember being a kid when they said Bane was going to be in this movie and I saw him in the first trailer <laughs> as a kid. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I watched the movie and I remember as, as much as I like this movie as a kid, I even remember thinking Bane sucked. Um, because here's the thing. Bane doesn't really do anything in this movie. He's just a Hulk. It's just he's, pathetic. 
No, Hulk gets shit done. He I mean, I guess it's true. Bane doesn't do anything in this movie. He Nothing. doesn't do anything. <laughs> he throws he throws Robin into some melted ice cream. That's oh, it. Gosh. He doesn't do anything. It's it's I don't know why he's in this movie. I really he, don't. He was popular at the time. Like it's it's again, it's one of those weird. Well, if he's like, popular, then you fucking use him. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, because I remember, like, because this is, and it's just like this today. Not as much, but back then, because we didn't have like the social media and all that. But like, the thing was when when these movies was coming out, it were when the toys started coming out was when you started getting hype for the movie. My yeah. mom would always tell me when you start seeing the toys in the stores, that means it's coming out soon. Um, Cause again, we didn't have, we weren't able to be like plugged into the release dates for movies and stuff like that. Like we are now, we didn't have IMDB. So I remember the earliest toys for this movie weren't even like Mr. Freeze and poison Ivy. It was like, it was Bane. Yeah. It was like the, it was a big deal that Bane was going to be in this movie. Cause he, he, and the thing of it is he was a newer character. He had, he had just, destroyed batman you knew like there was just yeah. this like okay cool yeah i know exactly what this is and then like when that i remember reading the cast when they said oh the wrestler this and i was like what do you what do you mean you're casting that yeah. dude yeah why him why, why why are you casting that man that's not that's not who you should be casting is it just gonna be a body double and you're gonna dub the voice in like darth vader i mean okay yeah. i can do that i can work with that yeah, maybe I don't know, but it was just like, oh no, this is not what not, happened. That is mm, not what happened. That is not what happened at all. It was. Uh, <laughs> here, here's here's what's here's what's screwed up. I am on the Wikipedia page right now, mm -hmm. looking at the cast. You know who's not even listed in the main cast? Bane. Um, well, I'm sure. Because when you look at when you look at these castings, right? They always have like the main cast bullet pointed and then a little tiny paragraph at the bottom with all the like assorted cameos and things like that. Um, Bane's in the paragraph with the assorted cameos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bane. I don't think he says, but like four words, right? He says his name. Honey. Mm -hmm. Company. Mm -hmm. like that's I about it i think that's about it yeah yeah he doesn't probably, say much probably, probably one or one thing one of the thing that he repeats or something that i'm forgetting but he yeah he does because the guy that they get the body guy that that turns into bane that wrestler he uh that skinny dude um he doesn't say anything yeah they bring him into the room and he he uh he spits on Woodrow. <laughs> and, uh, and oh, I will say this. For all this, I'm not saying this movie is deep by any by any stretch of the imagination. Cool on them though for including a deep cut DC character like Jason Woodrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like like honestly, like when I when I think about that, that's kind of genuinely impressive that they would like here's this like here's a deep cut also really interesting dc character that we're incorporating in this and i'm like that's actually really look at you accidentally doing good world building because <laughs> yeah. if this movie was good then he could spin off woodrow right like as another potential villain like that's cool there's no way that was on purpose that was a complete fucking accident but 
<laughs> like, there's no way you guys did this on purpose like this was not you yeah. trying to be deep somebody just knew who this character was for some reason or i don't know maybe john glover was just a, really liked the character and wanted a cameo i don't know um i'm guess i'm assuming and somehow john glover by the way somehow john glover is able to get smallville after doing this movie i don't know how the hell that happened because he's john uh, glover bro john glover's know, the man he's, he's so good in smallville uh apparently uh apparently coolio because coolio's got like a really small cameo in this movie apparently he was originally supposed to reprise that role as being jonathan crane oh okay. because there was because there was supposed to be a fifth movie that got that was already in the works that got axed when this one underperformed yes and i guess coolio had been told like he was going to have this weird cameo and then pop back up as scarecrow later and i'm like in no way shape or form is that character set up to be scarecrow and batman and robin yeah but been, i i did i have nothing dude this this movie is crap i was already well into my 20s when it came out i knew it was going to be crap it was crap when i watched it it was crap the second time i watched it, it there's like literally yeah. nothing I've said the positive. Chris Chris O'Donnell yeah. looks cool in his outfit. That's that's yeah. all I got. It's not even like it's not even one of those movies that I would say is so bad that you should watch it. Like this isn't Cats. Cats yeah. is so bad, but it needs to be experienced. Uh, <laughs> the new Avenged the new Avenged Sevenfold album is terrible, but it needs to be experienced. Uh, the fewer people watch this movie, the better. Uh, I, I do have. A one other surprise positive thing to say about this movie. All right, do I, it. Let's see. It totally Let's slipped see. my mind. The soundtrack rules. I couldn't say a single song from the soundtrack, bro. Uh, the sa- I will t- this. So the soundtrack. The soundtrack actually introduced me to a lot of music I still listen to to this day. It actually it's a. I, and I'll say the same thing with Batman Forever. Really good soundtrack. I get it. I when I was a kid because we didn't have like Spotify and Apple Music and all that. One of the best ways to get introduced to new music was movie soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Because they'd get popular artists and groups, but they'd also get like lesser known ones because they were cheaper. Uh, and so I, w- I got introduced to a lot of music through, especially through comic book movie soundtracks. The first Spider Man soundtrack got me into a lot of music I listen to right now. Um, so on, the, on the, uh, the Batman and Robin soundtrack, you've got Smashing Pumpkins, Bone Thugs and Harmony. R. Kelly, Arcana, <laughs> R.E.M., Jewel, the Goo Goo Dolls, Soul Coughing, uh, Underworld's on here. Actually, Smash Pumpkins are on here twice. Um, and both versions, of they do two versions of the same song, and they are they sound completely different, but they're both incredible. Um, this this soundtrack, and it, all the songs on here are, are amazing as well. Even the one by He Who Shall Not Be Named because he's gross and disgusting and needs to die in prison. Yes. Uh, the soundtrack the soundtrack is is, a, is an app if you ever get a chance if anybody it's on apple music i know that because that's what i have it on uh you can get the soundtrack there or wherever you get your music from uh, the soundtrack rules uh that's all i have left to say positive about this movie this movie is a train wreck that should never be seen again by anybody ever ever ever, ever. you know what take it off max I, Max, you cannot tell me you are gaining. Max, you canceled Batgirl, but Batman and Robin is still on there. <laughs> yeah, no, kill it. It's, it's it. That is the only crazy. other thing I have to say about this movie. I think I said it during. Did I say it during our Flash review? Maybe it's like this movie's so bad. You should have had Clooney be Batman in the Flash. Oh. 
Like, that's funny. Oh, well, because remember you mentioned you brought up the whole Batmite thing. That'd yes, be funny. Yes. No. But I've always said like did, the Flash would have been perfect redemption for George Clooney if you just yeah. let him be that version of Batman. Because I mean, look, Michael Keaton does fine, but yeah. outside of nostalgia, he doesn't do anything that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad they brought him back. You yeah. know. So other than just the fact that it was just cool to see Michael Keaton again, because he's kind of the OG and he's, you know, he's had a nice big career resurgence. Uh, So Clooney's doing fine. Plus, I also feel like Clooney was I I feel like I feel like they probably approached Clooney if he wanted to do anything bigger. And he was probably like, no, I'm good. But I love that he was at the last two seconds that cracked me up. I know people give look, people give that scene shit. I clapped so hard when he showed up because I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Given the tone of this movie, perfect button, perfect button. This makes total sense. Because as much as I hate this movie, a, a world where George Clooney is still Batman and the, with the Flash, my morbid curiosity kind of wants to see what that's like. Yeah. yeah. Like if you tell me, if, like if you tell me we're putting a movie out tomorrow, that's what if George Clooney was Batman in all these other other universes? I would watch it with the biggest bucket of popcorn. And I would enjoy ever. I would film my reaction for YouTube. <laughs> would it be good? Absolutely not. Would it be incredible? Yes, it would. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Just like Violent Night. Is it a good movie? Nope. Is it amazing? Yes. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I got nothing else, dude. Like, I, I don't even want to talk. Yeah, about I'm movie. done. I got nothing else <laughs> to say about this movie other than, again, if you guys missed the announcement. So, yeah, we did, we're a week off with this one. We usually do these the last Friday of every month. I know this is technically the first Friday of the month. It's also the first day of the month, but there's five Fridays in September. We're still going to do one the last Friday of September, and it's one that Matt and I, we were not looking forward to this one. We are super looking forward to the next one. Oh, yes. Because the next one is Batman Begins. Man, I can't wait to revisit that movie. Heck, yes. Heck yeah. Listen, guys, thank you so much for uh, for checking out the show today. We hope you liked it. We hope you had a good time. Uh, look, it was a bad week. Arlene Sorkin passed away, and we had to talk about this pile of crap. But at the end of the day, look, we all still love Batman, and we're here for more Batman. And, and, and so thank you for listening to the show. For those of you who are, uh, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode, same bat time. Same bad podcast channel. Bye-bye.